Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. This is episode 71 of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, and this is part two of my interview with Guillermo Irias of Gia New York. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, stop right now and go back to listen to part one. You can find that in iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, or just go to sfdnetwork.com slash 71 for all the important links. I'm not even going to give you an introduction to Guillermo. You guys have already met him from the interview last week. We're going to just go ahead and dive right into the interview from where we left off from the previous part one. Okay, so so and then in the meantime, are you doing collections for Gia and that's, showing? That's when I, I started to make my first collection in America. Okay. And when I already know how it works. I know about all the process of product development. I, I learned in FIT. I saw all the process, so I, I know now how to speak in America, how to call the stuff. Uh, this is a cutter mask. This is a uh, uh, um, sample room. Like Sure, we, all we, the terminology. Yeah, you know, everything and the draping terminology and all of these that I needed. So that helped me to just keep going, like on the side, you know, like me as a as a person who needs to speak with people to make stuff yeah and but since the beginning i've been very involved with the um, making the sample making so my first collection i made everything by myself it was um so i made women's wear and men's wear okay and this is like what 2016 that's Ish. 2016. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Two years ago. yeah, that's my first one. And then I made the next one in two, uh, 2016, 2017. I didn't. I made two collections already. This is my third collection in America. And yeah, I started in 2016, saving money, buying uh, rolls of fabric in the garment district, talking with people. Can I have a better price for that? Can negotiating? <laughs> you know, yeah. I know, th- I know how that. You know, I can, I can tell. Like some people, they hate it. They are like, oh, this is probably a um, Brock designer. Like he doesn't have money. Looking for, for, you know, that's the beginning. You're yeah. looking for, for um, affordable fabrics. But okay, everyone needs to know that. In the garment district in New York City, it's so expensive. Yeah, it's retail prices. Oh my lord! Like it's like yeah, you're paying seventy triple sometimes 70, what you should. Seventy bucks for a yard of silk that you can get it in in overseas for eight dollars. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, just so much. I can tell you, like in that moment when I started to make the collection, that last time that I did my last internship until now. It's so much what I learned. It's so much what I what I know. I I've been very involved in everything because I had to do it by myself. Yeah. To bring back Gia 
and and to keep you know to keep my dreams stand like in what I want like uh, or where I want to go good to go and come so I was okay I'm gonna make everything by myself I'm gonna be the sample maker the pattern the pattern maker I'm gonna be the <laughs> the technical designer I'm gonna be the creative director the fashion designer I'm gonna do everything that in a small independent company usually have like 12 people in Honduras, so, did no, no, you I'm have talking people about, doing it for yeah, you? Yeah, I had people, I had people working um, with me. To do... Tailoring for menswear. Right. I mean, not the, the production that went into the stores. That was obviously outsourced to like a yeah. factory. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But like your, your collections there, you had people in Honduras. You, you mean, had people helping you. You mean designing or what? Like doing the pattern making and the sample making and all that stuff for the initial collections, yes, and then when you I, would get an order of like the six hundred yeah, pieces, have, that I goes to the factory. The first collection, the first two collections in Honduras, I made all the patterns, and the third one, I had a pattern maker helping okay. me for menswear, which is I'm not very strong in menswear. Okay. And more designing than than pattern making. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then here in the U.S., you were like, you're 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 doing it all. Yeah, I okay. made everything. Okay. And and. So that was my first one, right? So I made everything from the baby hems. Like, oh my God, that was so much work. I can tell you. And not, <laughs> not only that, because I was working, I was just doing the collection. I, wa I had to do something on the side also. And I was teaching. I was um, making costume, making um, everything. Like I've been doing so much, so much stuff that I don't remember. Yeah. So uh, I made the first collection, and that pushed me to meet people. So I started to meet people. I started, you know, to just. That's when I did New York Fashion Week in a very, like, low-key venue. Okay. For being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Not the shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. But I was so grateful, like, God sent me this woman who was um, the owner of this venue. She contacted me. She said, Guillermo, I love your collection. And But when she said collection, that was a collection that was two years ago. She, had she found you on social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been very active in social media, nonstop, since, okay. since then. So, like, Facebook, Instagram? She contacted me through Instagram. Instagram, okay. And she said, I love your collection. I'm going to have a spring, summer. That was in 2016. I, I'm wondering if you have something new that you want to showcase. That, that was probably like three months before of that. And I had already, I, had, I bought fabrics and everything. That pushed me to make it. So in three months, I made everything. So September comes. It's New York Fashion Week. I come with my first collection. I even included some looks from uh, when I was in Honduras. Okay. Because to remember, I was selling in Honduras in shopping centers. Were you still selling Be in 2016? No. Okay. I went, so after seven months that I just, I was here in America, I closed my, my contracts with, with retail and I, I told my family, please go and bring, take everything. Oh. Because I'm not going to come back to pick up, to, to take all of that. I'm not going to go. Just okay. help me go and take it, everything. Okay. I didn't know how was the stock. I didn't know what they were taking back. It was just so messy. Why um, didn't you want to let it just keep selling? Because I needed to be there. 
to go to meetings and okay to manage it yeah, yeah okay yeah. So i needed you just to felt talk to like people like yeah I'm, it's and, not working i'm too disconnected yeah. and then there is discount season and they and no and you have to talk to people in person okay i understand and, and because i was you know young designer who doesn't have a sales department right i have you, to deal your with sales that. yeah so i do the sales also so that <laughs> i know how this works yes yeah so i i i decided to just know this is too much and in that moment i was depressed like living in 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 uptown in manhattan i was just coming back from fit and i would just grab a huge beer in the grocery you know like yeah, in yeah, new york yeah. there is the a bodega. bunch of bodegas yeah. in, in, un, under your building so i was just i was living on top of a of top, of top of one and so i was just pick up one beer and i would just go there and every night i was i was drinking i was just depressed because i didn't know what was happening and this is you had shut down gia in honduras yes and like, you just kind I of stopped, fell dark i stopped gia and, yeah. and i was but i knew that i wanted to just keep studying but I didn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And in a country that I didn't know anybody alone, no friends. Because in FIT, honestly, mm, you don't, you don't make, make that many friends. Like, no. It's like everyone is pulling in their own way, you know. Yeah. Like, mm, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, uh, yeah. So, um, that was the point that I stopped everything and not selling anymore. So I come to the first venue in New York. Um, mm, not very like a boom, you know, like a very, no, not very good venue. Yeah, what part of town was it? It was in a nice space, but it needed lights. It needed more like uh, production stuff. Okay. It was a nice space in 37th Street and 8th Avenue. In the garment district? The garment district, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I showcased with a bunch of independent designers like you know people trying to make it also yeah so that was the first time and then after that denver found me and then i fall in love with denver so so massive fashion week they, reached out to you they found me yeah okay. they, after new york fashion week because i i shared what i did in new york fashion Week, but what i liked not not everything yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i had a new collection and the season was coming so they they were like you should come to to denver like you have a brand so in that moment i was still gia guillermo irias atelier because i didn't know what's gonna happen yet and labels you know i even saw labels in my garments like i do everything well now it's different like i can tell i can tell you more yeah i, I want to hear more yeah but yeah, but going. yeah so I came to Denver as the first time for the second edition of Massive, fall in love with the people, so different. It was my third year in, I think third year, yeah, living in, in America. 2017 then? 2017, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And I saw already how the culture is like, and the difference in, in, in Latinos, Spanish people living here is like, they get to meet more people talking uh, speaking Spanish or they are in the same culture in between them I wasn't I was just alone and so no one so we I will just talk I think that's why I'm more like uh, my English is better probably because I would talk a lot in, in English more than Spanish okay no I, I don't speak Spanish with anybody basically so that pushed me to just meet the culture 
that New Yorker culture that you know is different. It's completely different. It's work, 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 going there and back to home, and that's it. Like <laughs> there, there is no friendly situation in, in in nothing. Like I really appreciate when someone is selling me a yard of fabric and is smiling because it's so hard the, in, in the garment district. You know, they are like eight dollar. Can I have another color? And I am a very friendly person. Yeah, you are. And I'm like, can I have another color? I don't know, man. You can check. Really? Okay. I know. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, it's so bad. But it's different also when you have a um, a showroom that they treat you well. Yeah. But, you know, but it's expensive. Yeah. Anyways, so I came to Denver in the second edition of Massive, and I fall in love with the people. Yeah. I saw that uh, Massive, it's a family. It's it's this creative situation happening here in Denver in a in a different city where, which I really like the, the weather is kind of similar to New York yeah but people is different I don't know like, like that, how that I think like people is more like warm it's more, okay. friendly. more it's, friendly like they care more about you like in New York I feel like they don't care about you like yeah. <laughs> they care about what you do your product in New York is more about what you do Oh, they than don't who care you about are. you. Yeah, than who they you are. They care about the, the show and yeah. the pieces yeah, yeah. and the, the... Oh, interesting. Yeah, what a beautiful collection. But who cares about Guillermo? Oh, interesting. Like, I, I think that's what it and is. And you come here and, and you feel like people care about you. Uh, I think... You you feel it like, and I I went to other another cities and I saw you know the difference and it's kind of, yeah I can tell a difference. <laughs> okay, so Denver is not. I, I, a fashion yeah like scene. especially coming from new york you yeah. might think one might think mm -hmm. denver why what? why Denver? yeah so were uh -huh. you skeptical at all yeah, to yeah, make yeah. this big trip to bring yeah. all your stuff and i mean you know we we've changed a lot over the years but like we have a stereotype as like being a cow town yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. like farms and stuff yeah 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 well, so what were you thinking um you know I am a very marketing also oriented, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> offered me a good product. Like, you know, the venue. Okay. Looks good. Like, yeah, I was, you had seen photos from the previous I shows. saw it, I saw it, yeah. Okay. It was the second edition. They they had the first one. They did it great. They do. It's yeah, beautiful. And so, yeah, it's they a did it great. Space. And being in New York allowed me to go to shows and see shows. So I'm not there any uh, all the time when it's New York Fashion Week because I have to survive and work. But when I can, I go to see shows. I've been in the shows. I saw the venue. Wow, it's so cool. It's so expensive also. And I've been in so many venues. Just you know, checking. I, I see what, what they do. I got invitations from so many venues until now in New York. I compare prices. I compare packages. Like yeah, talk a little bit about that because I don't think how that it works. No, everyone knows about this. Like, yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. No, yeah, not everybody. Oh, you said yeah. yeah. Not yeah. everybody knows. People no, don't no, know that. No. Like when you do a fashion show, mm -hmm. you pay. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little yeah. about that for a few minutes? Uh, okay, yeah. Um, so. When you are ready with your collection, probably well, some of them, some designers, they don't have the collection ready. Yeah. But you know, venues they invited you because they see what they you did already. So you get invitation from so many people. So that's something that I would like to share also. Like you should be aware where you're gonna go to share your collection, what kind of collection you are making in what point of your career you are, 
what kind of garments you are making because there is some venues that they charge a lot and if you make underwear and it's like a very simple polyester stretchy fabric and just tiny situations you know tiny garments i don't see why you you're gonna pay twenty thousand dollars to showcase that's so much money yeah. so you got an invitation right you're gonna have an invitation you need it to be inside of the venue yeah. and then you got a package there is packages gold platinum and platinum um silver, silver sure. um bronze whatever venues they call it different yeah, yeah, yeah. um different prices so you're gonna choose one that is that it works with your budget right yeah um some some venues they are like affordable some venues they are very expensive in new york uh mostly everything is expensive very expensive yeah but there is some venues that they are cool they look nice yeah. and they have affordable prices okay i was able to go there and 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 they are kind of similar than than massive like same prices like kind of similar but the people is different okay and the other thing that i really that i am very con um, aware is about this big movement of bloggers right because used to be buyers like a lot of buyers they will come and you will meet people and do accounts and meet you know somehow like right like part of the point of fashion shows used to be used the to main be. point yeah was you obviously okay you pay to show whether yeah. it's five thousand or twenty thousand or whatever the price is you pay well it still works like that in right right big right venues. right yeah and and you get you get professional photos depending uh -huh. on your package right yeah, you'll yeah. get photos maybe you'll get video so then you have marketing materials yeah. to promote but mm -hmm. also media is there and retail buyers are there so you hope to get new accounts and write orders yes yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah it used yeah. to be yeah yeah it used to be like that but now because it was you know it was controlled by just one organization yeah img yeah. that was was taking care of that but now img right that's how how it's called yeah but yeah so now it's just all over so many venues so everything gets a little messy because you don't know what to expect. That big dream of having an expensive collection and then what are you going to do with that collection? Yeah. You're going to, you expect that someone is going to buy it. In the, that was my expectation in my first collection in, in, when I was in Honduras. Like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to meet people. People is going to buy my dresses. But no, it's more like exposure. You're gonna do whatever you want with that. Now, there is some venues that they really have buyers. Okay. And I am aware of that. Okay. But they are very expensive. And right now they are out of my budget because they are very expensive. And when I say very expensive, I'm talking about $45,000. Wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah. There's 60,000. It's, it's a lot of money. So to be there, you must be rich. Well, you know have yeah. a good business partner yeah you need money <laughs> yeah and fashion this is something also that everyone should be aware of it um i think i am a very uh god made me strong through a very difficult situation in my life um that happened to me when i was in um, in central america and i think many people get different situations that they you know that they can make you a better person a stronger person in a different way 
Uh, I think everyone should be aware that fashion is a very expensive career and you need to know what you're gonna do, what you wanna do. Schools, they should tell people that there is so many ways to, to, to end it up after you finish school and they don't do that. They, they definitely don't do that. They just, you finish and you are a designer, but what about if you want to work in a magazine and you want to just write? Like, you can do that, you are a designer. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, but what about if you want to be a creative director or if you want to be a um, technical designer? Like there is designers that, you know, they doing technical jobs and uh, product development. There is so many people who are doing so many Sourcing stuff. Sourcing specialist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Systems coordinator. Like, you can be yeah. a lot of things. Everything. So if you are independent, if the dream of all designers is having their own stuff yeah i think yeah right a, a lot of them most yeah, of yeah. them yeah, yeah like having a, ro a wrong brand. way yeah. like being in the wrong way walking is not being just at the end of the wrong way it's making the stuff it's yeah. making the garments it's being involved in everything in all the process and if you are someone who is a fashion lover and likes to just look nice this is not for you like that's 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 what I wanted to tell everyone, like, when I meet people, like, oh, I want to be a fashion designer. But, and then I just, you know, I, I like to be quiet and just listen. And, and they ask me for my opinion. And I see a lot of talent, like a lot of people with so much talent. And I'm like, wow, you should to be doing this, like now, right now. Like, but there is people like, they are just fa fashion bloggers. So they should be, do be doing like a blogging. You don't have to go to school and make your parents to spend that much money, you know. And being in a, at the end of the runway is it's just like the candle in a cake. But to have that cake, you have to make it. You need ingredients. Mm. And you have to be involved in everything. Everything. Production, pattern making, not sleeping. There is a lot of hard work. And if there is not hard work, it's not gonna happen. No, it's, it's not gonna not. happen. Yeah, and I think that's something that it really is part of my life. I am, I'm just, I just like the hard, the hard shit. You love it. <laughs> no, the, yeah, it's yeah. work. Yeah. But like it's, and and we've talked about this. This sort of concept has come up multiple times on the podcast before. Of like, it, the work and the process. You should love and be so passionate about it that it is almost an extension of your being. You yeah. have to do it. You physically cannot Avoid not it. do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to do it. You need to be involved. Yeah. Or it's not gonna work. And if and if you're not feeling that, then you should really reevaluate. Yeah, yeah. And that's true for I think anything in life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and also it's not like we want people just to to stop dreaming. Yeah. It just to be realistic yeah it's not easy and it's not gonna be easy yeah. even for me right now that everything is different than when i came here yeah. like when i was living in that tiny room in, in harlem in, in upper and in, in, you know in uptown in manhattan yeah uh, i've been living in seven places in new york new york's crazy and but because because of that, because I wanted, you know, I want to just keep going and keep going. I push myself so much. So that, I think that's, that's why it worked. Yeah. Now I have my studio. I don't have to do any other kind of job. 
thank God. It's just I am a hundred percent in fashion. Yeah. Um, before I got my studio, I was working in a, a luxury brand. Okay. By the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is last year. What were you doing there? So last year, that's how I was able to afford my first, um, my second collection, basically. Okay. Because I was doing a lot of freelancing job, doing tech packs and um, doing product development with them. Okay. So I was working from my house, from my, my apartment. Um, my apartment, it was just like a fashion tiny studio there were no living room yeah nothing like yeah. it was just sewing machines mannequins and i was sharing with someone from washington and she was fine like i told her <laughs> I, I i i posted on gypsy housing i don't know if you know how gypsy housing. I'm, i've heard yeah. of it yeah. yeah it's just to share um, space space in new york yeah and uh i remember i said in my post uh whatever who is gonna come has to be fashion lover because there is fashion stop in the living room everywhere <laughs> <laughs> bolts of fabric yeah. mannequins yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i had so many mannequins and i remember i got my first mannequin when i was in harlem so that was my first apartment i didn't have a lease i didn't have social security so i just got this tiny bedroom and i was paying uh a lot of money but it, it was just a room month by month okay know, month to month like how yeah, they yeah, call yeah. it and what I did is, this is what I did, listen. I bought a sewing machine on Amazon, a brother sewing machine. I love brother, by the way. And, and not, Are you doing, not an affiliate? No, yeah, I'm not doing uh, <laughs> marketing not here. Not sponsored. And I bought a mannequin, a very cheap dress form. And I had a futon, and that was me, that's it. So I had a very, a very tiny futon, and I was sleeping in a very tiny bedroom that you are able to touch all the walls. It's like a closet. Yeah, basically. you know how it's in New York. And this is very typical. Yeah, yeah in New York, you live it's in a crazy. closet. Yeah. So it was my foot on a mannequin and a sewing machine, and and I did it because I said to myself, myself, you need to keep dreaming, and this mannequin every day is gonna remind you that who you are, who are you coming, like where are you coming from, and where you wanna go. And I, I will wake up and I'll see my mannequin every day. I will go to FIT, do random stuff to survive. And, you know, I was tough, but that was the beginning. And then I jump and jump. I, I used, to, I, I used to live in Harlem, and then I went to live to Upper West Side, and then West Village, and then Brooklyn. And now I live in Brooklyn. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a separate studio space. Now I have a, a, a commercial studio. And you're doing Gia full time. Gia full time, and and I change my labels. I throw out my labels, the last ones. They are different. I still love them, but. What's the difference? Everything's different. G you do G in New York, right? Now, yeah. Now I see everything in a global in a global way. Okay. Now I see it, everything has changed since I came. Like yeah. I met so many people. I went to so many internships. I learned a lot of product a lot of product development. I see how luxury works. Last year I had the opportunity working in a in a. It's like a. Let's say. It's a small, it's, it's like a small brand, okay. but they have money, they have budget. Okay. And they have PR and they 
they are like eight people working in the company. Wow, it so is it's small. So it's very small. Yeah, but they're doing well. And they are doing well because they have budget. So they have dresses in red carpets, golden gloves, um, Emmys, and all of that. And I had the opportunity of coming from someone who found me on, on a website for freelancing. And so she found me and then she contacted me and she randomly told me, can you, you understand uh, tech packs? And then I said, uh, what do you mean? Like read tech packs for what? Uh, because her, her question was so weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like, yeah, can, uh, can you make a sample part of a tech pack following the uh, um, specifications? Or you know how to make tech packs? And I said, yeah, I know how to make tech packs. I know how to make garments from tech packs. Yeah. So I came to the to the studio and that was the beginning of, uh, it was just, I, I was there for a year. Can you say who it is or no? Um, if you don't want no, to. No, I want to avoid that. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. 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 But so I was there for a year and everything was great. Like yeah. I learned so much and the designer is, is from Paris and... It's, it's, it's great and they are making beautiful stuff and, and I was working in the production department okay. basically like yeah. dealing with a lot of things with factory and making stuff with them when they had like samples coming wrong from Italy oh because they made everything in Italy so can you imagine it's a, it's a good budget yeah. yeah and they make all the samples and, and some production in New York and so I, I was dealing with a lot of that, like communication with factories and, uh, you know, production department, like that's what I was doing. I didn't touch that much sketching or things like that because they have a very small um, designing uh, department. It's okay. just two assistants and they will taking care of that. It's so you're doing more technical and development? I was just okay. development uh -huh, yeah. and, and technical and, and I got a lot of, um, experience good experience yeah like a it's year huge. doing uh, a year doing that and then um so that you know that pushed me to see gia in a i have more followers than then by the way like <laughs> 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 yeah I, but because i'm a very marketing guy like yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and and you know i see and also they make great stuff so it's just you know how social media works some people they have so many followers but they are not Really, like big, big fake news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and it's confusing. Versa. It's somehow it's confusing. Very confusing. Yeah. So yeah, social media is confusing. Sometimes it's just a number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I met people in New York, designers that they have 300 followers and they sell in Bert of Kuhlman. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, according to followers, the followers don't make you. It's it's like, just you know, a number. Like, yeah, it's just it's, it's what a, it is. It's yeah. just a number. I, I've heard a lot of people refer to it as it's a vanity metric. Yeah, and I have followers because you know, they like my dresses and that, and yeah. I post pictures and that's it. Yeah. Like that's the only that I do. And well, beside that, so I met another designers. I went here. I went over there. I see how they work. Uh, I got inspiration doing some, you know, like. I think I learned how to. Um, manage my my company mm. but so at that time it was just ideas and then this year i went to to do that legal thing i hired someone who know i, I have no idea how i didn't know how to even do my taxes so it was my first I time i know how to do taxes yeah, I, yeah it was my first time <laughs> doing my taxes and and i was thinking but 
I some I need someone to help me. Yeah. And I need also someone to help me with Gia because I see Gia big. And I don't want to keep going as a Guillermo. I want to keep this dream as a company. And there is some designers that they work, you know, as a sake name. Like, that's how they call it, right? Like, um, oh, like um, a pseudonym. Um, like, no, like a, oh. they, they call it by themselves, like um, Kelvin Klein, for example. Like, oh, the brand uh, is yeah, their yeah, name. The brand, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, somehow I don't like it. Somehow I like it. or something. Yeah, yeah, so I prefer to be under a, um, a brand. Okay. Mm-hmm. And being just an employee. Like, that's, what I, that's how I see myself. I see Guillermo as an employee of Gia. And that's how I, I actually do with my budget now. Ah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, you know, everything is getting together. Okay. Uh, so I did a legal thing for Gia and now it's a legal company, company in yeah. New York, in the state of New York. And I can hire people now. I can have interns and... Yeah, it's great. I'm Everybody so- out there listening in New York, <laughs> internship yeah. opportunities. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I have I have actually two openings for interns. Do you? Yeah, and I can tell you like working in a small companies, it's much better than working in big companies. Why do you Be- say that? Because you are someone. In big companies, you are no one. That's what I saw in in internships. And you got to learn and see a lot more pieces and parts of the process. Yeah. I, I still need to learn, you know, like uh, you never, you, you never stop. You never stop. Like, yeah. like how I found you, for example, like you are incredible. Like I am in <laughs> love with everything that you do, like because you help, you help so many designers that they, we get confused, like, like me, like I, I get confused so many times with um, Illustrator, for example, like. And you are a master in all of that. <laughs> You're so sweet. So, Thank you. So, yeah, it's just, you know, everyone gets a different kind of strength. Yeah. And because I did so many internships and I saw how they work. And I I was in this, I'm not going to say where, but they make beautiful luxury fur. And so I wa- and they make also ready-to-wear beautiful dresses and they do the shows uh, this designer he was in 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 since he's doing shows since 1970s he's well known in New York but it's a big company and I was there for an internship it was a long term and designers they didn't even talk to me mm. like you are no one and I was in the um, Product development also, department, like pattern making, production, you know, trimming situation. And you are, you are no one in a big yeah. company. And I don't like that. Like, yeah. And also because I like to be in charge also, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that has a price. Being in charge has a price. And you need to work hard to be in charge if you want to do that. Yeah. Some people they don't like to be in charge. Some people they are okay just yeah, just it's make not for everyone. just make money and 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 have insurance and and you are stable because yeah. that's another side of the story. Like yeah. being having your own stuff, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You are just working hard to pay bills, to pay rent. Rent in New York it's so expensive. Yeah. Having a studio it's so hard. Yeah. I can I can tell you. So can you talk a little bit about um like what 
changed or what what was the tipping point that allowed you to go to Gia full time to get the studio mm -hmm. and and sort of two part question. Um, can I ask like yeah, anything? Wait, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're a pretty open book, yeah, which yeah, I really yeah, appreciate. Um, yeah. I mean, I tend to ask. Sometimes people don't always tell, but um, like, where are your sales coming from? Are you doing direct to consumer online? Mm -hmm. Are you doing cu more custom? Are you selling retail? Like, what does this all look like? And what was that tipping point that allowed you to go full time and okay. get the studio? Okay, well, so okay, so now I do a lot of overseas. Overseas. So, yeah, I over. Uh, yeah, I do overseas production. Production. Uh, okay. Production. If I have like. Um, um, people asking me for three or five or six. I mean, I get small orders. Okay. Like people listening this, they work probably in big companies that they get 500 orders. Like, no. When you are independent designer, and I'm talking about independent designer, including CFDA designers. There is a lot of CFDA designers that they don't sell that much, but they are part of the CFDA community, right? I think all of us, we want to come there some when the, one day. Um, at, at this point, right now, what I do is I do a lot of custom made. That's how I make everything works. Okay. Yeah, I do a lot of bridal. I do a lot of um, evening wear. Okay. My clients, they come from online. Yeah, I oh, advertise. they're not yeah. even necessarily in New York. No, no. I get clients asking. I, I even ship to Denver. What? Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. I, I Last time I made a beautiful dress for someone who... Uh, contact the brand, contact the brand, not contact Guillermo, Gia, because that's what I like. I like to be just, you know, someone like someone working in the in the brand, like like how all the brands they work, yeah. like companies they start like that. Yeah. So, and yeah, I get clients like people asking me for dresses from. Even I got a client this uh, like a week ago. Someone asking me for uh, to make a dress for um, Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I have no idea. Like, where are they coming from? It's, Mostly it's, Instagram it's, or? It's, it's because I advertise on Google. You advertise. Yeah. Paid yeah. advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To my to my website. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So i advertise okay and and i get clients looking for custom-made dresses and things like that okay but then who's what's happening overseas are you having these custom-made dresses or yeah being i made do overseas? I, yeah like for example like some clients they ask me to make um bridesmaids okay i make everything and i love bridal you I, make it yeah yeah, you, yeah. i make Guillermo. the sample yeah okay yeah. you make i sample. make the sample in new york okay so sample is made in new york production is made overseas those small order, eight, ten pieces, three, five yeah, pieces. Yeah, I have, I have a, a, a gray, gray, gray factory. That, yeah, you do. Yeah, that they, yeah that they, <laughs> People are going to be emailing <laughs> you asking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you something. I met so many people in FIT. Okay. I know people that they work in big companies, and they are probably listening to this podcast, and they know me. Okay. And they don't like to share factories no nobody likes to share factories i found i found my factories by myself you did yeah and anyone who wants to make it work do it and make it work by yourself because no one is gonna go to your door and give you everything no and did that's what i learned google like, and you just searched and yeah 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 and do it like you do whatever do you have to do yeah to make it work yeah and that's what i did i did research i don't speak chinese i don't speak uh mandarin i don't speak the language i just try to look for it and and that's how i found it and i found these amazing people um 
that I love them so much and they are incredible. Obviously, they do mistakes, obviously, and they do bad mistakes. They they are not like in the, uh, they are probably listening, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they are so great and I love them. They are hard workers and, and, and they are so talented. Yeah. But you know, I understand when you are doing overseas and you are not in the atelier and you are not there, it's so difficult. Because I even me, I have a client telling me that she wants a custom-made dress and I'm making the pattern and I am probably doing the draping and I am like, mm, but maybe she wants something different in here. Like maybe she wants that weights a little bit over, like, you know, like different. Maybe she wants to see the seam. Maybe she doesn't want to see the seam. So all of these things that you put in a, in a tech pack, like seams, descriptions and everything, all these details. It's different when you are making gowns. It's a different thing. Like making tech packs for a gown, it's intricate. It's a, it's a, yeah. how many pages are, like, it's 20 it, pages. I mean, it, you've got so many detail my, sketches. My tech packs are, are different than yours, Yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Your tech packs are amazing. They are so complete and beautiful. My tech packs are more essential. Okay. What they need to know that they can, uh, they don't get, confused because too many stuff they can avoid a lot of things in like uh, evening wear couture and all of that it's more difficult so it's better to make it in a in a in-house atelier that just making a sample in the overseas that's difficult very you know i understand you're gonna there's too many things that could go wrong oh so you many. have to make the sample like so locally many. yeah yeah and then send them that yeah, and, and then, then that's a reference garment i understand yeah, yeah. when you get so, to a certain complication of a garment mm -hmm. you just have to do that yeah yeah so i get for example what i do overseas is uh production for bridesmaids okay yeah brides looking for a 12 I don't, I'm not gonna make 12 bridesmaids in New York. No, that doesn't it's make not, It's yeah. not worth it. They yeah. are looking to pay $200, $300, yeah. 400 no more than 400 or 500 for, for a dress. bridesmaid dress. Yeah. So I have to make it overseas. Yeah. And that's how you make it work. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like I do exactly what all these people that is listening, like I do it, all of that. <laughs> I understand all the process, yeah. all the process. Yeah. And it, it's hard, but it's beautiful and I can tell you that I'm I feel so grateful of everything that happened to me all the hard shit that I went through in the beginning yeah because it was bad in the beginning and I was alone I miss my family I had great great success in my country I am in newspapers I'm gonna be in newspapers on Monday I'm gonna be in magazines again in, in Central America and Univision was there last night. Oh yeah. Yeah, covering uh, the At show. Massive. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, really? They did a great interview, and I'm so happy. I'm just, you know, I'm so happy to be here also sharing this um, my story because there is a lot of things that I I didn't say also because I don't remember probably in this moment. But it's so much. We can stay here forever. I know we yeah. could. We could. We yeah. Could. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm Congratulations. so Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, you are 150% self-made and self-built and yeah. you really worked your butt off and yeah. still do. Yeah, um, I still You know, I mean, you yeah. you deserve it all and you Thanks. should be so proud. Thank um, you. Where can everybody find you and, and learn more about what you're doing online? So my brand is Gia New York, G-I-A New York, the whole thing. Um, 
and my name is Guillermo Arias, which is um, they if they just write Guillermo, I'm sure they're gonna find me. Okay. Because, is it gianewyork.com? Yeah, that's my website, gianewyork.com, yeah. and they can check what I do. Yeah. Women's wear and menswear. Yeah, and follow you on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram and yeah. and do connections. I'm not. I'm definitely not that kind of bitchy designer. No, you're not. It's no, very clear. No. I think they can tell by now. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, that you get to meet a lot of, you know, people like that in the industry. Yeah. But I believe that being humble, being nice to other people makes everything better in your life. Yeah. And I think that's how God gives me so much because yeah. I learned not yeah. being bitchy. <laughs> yeah um, be happy that's, yeah. that's the rule of the life yeah be, be work happy hard be humble yeah enjoy the successes and work yeah. hard so yeah. much because it, you need it yeah, yeah. Um, I want to end with the question I ask everybody at the end of the interview and that yeah. is what is one thing people never ask you about working in fashion that you wish they would um <laughs> <laughs> That it was easy. What? Like, Hold on. Whoa. No, nah, just kidding. Yeah. No, I would say like <laughs> probably the the budget situation. Yeah, because it's it's hard. It's so hard. What they see on TV, what they see in in, in TV shows, it's 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 a little different in the real life. It's a lot of things going on yeah. and a lot of celebrities or people who they just have brands is because they have budget a lot of budget but you know it needs a lot of money it sells it's pattern making it's sample making it's marketing it's so much so whoever is watching or seeing or listening this just tomorrow that you're gonna go to your job see all around and see all the people that is working around you and see how many people works in that company all of that you have to do it when you are used by yourself yeah so if you have the balls to do it just do it <laughs> <laughs> because it's so hard but it's you know it's rewarding it's it's beautiful it's it's amazing yeah yeah you're amazing thank you so much thank for you. taking the time to chat this has been lovely thanks yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for having me yeah Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Guillermo as much as I did. As always, you can check out the show notes and get links to any of the resources mentioned at sfdnetwork.com slash 71. I'd also like to say thank you so much to my husband, Mark, who handles all of the technology and editing behind the scenes to make sure that the podcast is assembled and put together best for you guys to listen. And I also want to thank my assistant, Megan, who makes sure that each episode gets published and delivered to you on time each week. And thank you to you so much for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you enjoy this podcast and you would like to help support us, the best way you can do that is by subscribing in iTunes and leaving us a rating. It really, really does help. It also tremendously helps to spread the word. So if you know someone who is interested in fashion or who you think would enjoy this podcast, please, please, please share it with them. You can do this by posting on Facebook in a group on your wall or sharing on Instagram or even emailing or texting the podcast to your friend. I really appreciate you guys spreading the word and helping more listeners tune in each week to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Thank you so much, you guys. I will talk to you in the next podcast episode.